0: Well, the Melcam Trust repairs and upcycles bicycles that would otherwise end up in the landfill, and turning them into good quality bikes that can have a second, third or even fourth life, I guess. Uh, great program and an opportunity coming up on the 11th of October to um, to get down on some of these great bikes. We thought we'd talk with Alex Scorry, who's a youth worker who's working with this program. Alex, thanks for joining us here on the Awesome Morning Show. Morena.
1: Marino. Yeah, no, thanks for the opportunity to uh, to have a call at all. Yeah, looking forward to uh, just describing a bit about what we do.
0: Yeah, tell us, uh, Alex, what your role is with this program.
1: Uh, so I've been coordinating the bike recycling and reclamation program for almost three years now, and that's just uh, uh, doing all the liaising with Council and Waste Management, picking up the bikes, um, getting groups of young people to help me fix them up or destroy them, and um, getting in touch with uh, members of the community and following up on um, getting them back out into the community, primarily.
0: Yeah, so there's a whole um, lot of steps along that way. so yeah. yeah uh, so uh, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you're literally picking up bikes that would, would otherwise just be buried and giving them a, another life.
1: Yeah, well, pretty much. Um, so for the last few years, the, the landfill's been partitioning them to the side, so I don't actually have to fossick amongst um, all the other stuff It's thrown at it. But yeah, the uh, the idea is that I'd say uh, looking at the numbers, about three-quarters of the bikes are still good and need next to next to no work to be safe and fully functional again. So yeah, we just divert them from sitting in the landfill.
0: Gosh, it's a measure of our society, our throwaway society, isn't it, Alex, yeah. what oh, we're prepared totally, to get totally. rid of. Um, yeah. So, uh, no doubt, um, there's a little bit of expertise involved in making all this happen. So you've made yourself familiar with the, with um, all the mechanics around um, putting a bike back together?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so, well, uh, my my formal training is a mechanical engineer, so I quite quite like um, understanding how things work and making things and pulling things apart. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it uh, sort of um yeah, comes with the territory a bit there. But uh, I really enjoy working with young people and this is quite a good crossover project that allows a bit of both and allows me to just pass on some of those skills and um that knowledge to the younger people.
0: Brilliant stuff, and in a great way for those inquisitive minds and and uh, busy yeah, hands totally. to get involved into something that actually makes a difference. So, tell us, um, you know, about um, the Tamariki that you work with, um, where they come from, what and how they're involved with the Malcolm Trust.
1: Yeah, well, quite a yeah, real broad spectrum of young people that we work with, and our age range is twelve to twenty four. So. Um, all the way from intermediate, secondary school um, to university and polytech uh, students and a variety of different ways that they can get involved. So I'm involved in going to different secondary schools uh, in the area and delivering uh, various bike programs there. And there's a space, Te Oraka, uh, that started at the university this year and that's sort of focused on sustainable Circular economy type models, and I go there on a weekly basis and just like a drop-in bike maintenance and repair session, Um, and just after-school sessions with younger people that um, have expressed interest. And it's sort of um, just operating on a word of mouth basis at the moment.
0: I saw some pretty incredible figures about the number of bikes that you've turned around over uh, the years. Approximately eleven hundred bikes from landfill. Uh, have been saved since the inception of this program.
1: Yeah, oh, actually, that's uh, that's oh, a couple of months ago. That was the figure it's, um I'm just looking at it now. Fourteen hundred
0: and eighteen.
1: Wow. Uh, as of Tuesday, yeah. yeah. Um, right. so that's pretty cool. Just over sixteen and a half tons of material has been taken out of the landfill.
0: So, at any uh, at any time, how many young people have you got working helping you out with this program?
1: uh I usually or the biggest um like group that we would have a single session with is usually like a a class of between seventeen to twenty five um and that's uh that's definitely the upper limit of how many people I can manage uh in one go but um across all the groups this uh this last school term um I think it was close to close to 70, 70 or 80 young people that were involved with the project.
0: What are the state of these bikes? I mean, what, when do you decide that it's just irreparable and, uh, you know, what what are the things that you can manage?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question, eh? One um, have obviously been left out in the weather for um, an undisclosed amount of time and all the steel parts are just rusted solid. Uh, that's usually a bit of a death sentence for them. Um, there are certain brands that um, are definitely cheaper to buy and look the part, but are not really designed to to go a second or a third or a fourth round, so it's those ones that um, we sort of know. Uh, unless they're pretty much immaculate, there's no point in fixing them because they're they're really nasty mechanics. Yeah, um, but yeah, generally, um, well, I've managed to streamline the process, so I go out on a weekly basis and the new arrivals every week. I sort of triage, and any of the new ones uh, come back to the. Office in the workshop, and I'm able to keep them under shelter and stop them just rusting out further. And it's just sort of keeping on top of uh, that. Well, balancing the supply and demand is probably the hard part there. But yeah,
0: are you actively uh, recycling parts <laughs> exclusively, or are you have you got access to any any new bits and pieces to help out the process?
1: Yeah, so all of the the bikes that we strip down, um, anything that's not good enough to be salvaged and put back into the community um, gets stripped down into its constituent parts, the rubber, the steel the aluminium and the metals go to the scrap metal dealer any, any useful bits, chains that are still good, tyres and herbs that are still good uh, all the consumable parts cables, brake pads if they're still good we just take them off and have built a stockpile of spare parts so when the next bike that can be salvaged comes in we've got um, quite a, a variety of different parts that we can put back on it and just make sure that it's fully functional and it just keeps the cost down.
0: You've probably seen some young people especially take to this that's shown an actual aptitude mm. for mechanics, others that just help out in any way they can. Yeah, absolutely it's uh it's an amazing thing I, I, I and you know what's your intention apart from obviously the the end result with the with the bicycles you know what's the mm. what's the intention in terms of what the the tamariki leave with in terms of their experience
1: yeah quite a lot the um I've, I've actually found although they get the mechanical skills uh that's not the the primary focus of the project for them and they might get a bicycle out of it but again that's not the the primary focus it's uh, just creating like a, a safe and welcoming space that they feel comfortable in, and that uh, it just sort of enables quite nice discussions to happen. And um, you're right, there are people that are usually quite mechanically minded and there's definitely crossover among the young people that we, that we have. And so there's that sort of social aspect as well.
0: Mm. Um, but Yeah. So sometimes the bicycles end up in their hands. Uh, others, other times, it's it's out into the community. And and you know, what what is the process for once you've got bikes up to a standard where they are ready to go and be used and have another life? What happens then?
1: Um, yeah. So, uh, so all of them, no matter who works on during the process, I, I do the final safety check, so I can tick that off. Um, that what what goes out is safe and fully functional. Um, People approach us reasonably regularly and we've got a, uh, an ongoing agreement with Red Cross as part of their former refugee resettlement program. Um, so whānau that are coming to Dunedin have the opportunity to pick up, um, as many bikes as they, uh, need. Um, and so that's, that's one avenue. Um, with the, the work at the university, uh, it's just a matter of every time we get low on bikes down there, I bring a few more in and, they just make them make their way back out to the students uh, when I'm going through schools. Mostly, I'd say probably about fifty percent of the students don't have bikes, and probably half of them again are interested in having a bike. And by the end of the program, um, they they know about it and they have a bike. Uh, and quite often, family members of theirs also. End up with bikes out of that, which is quite
0: nice. Yeah, I guess they're also encouraged to, if they lose interest or grow beyond a bike, mm. to to not just immediately take it to the landfill, but perhaps to Absolutely. bring it back through uh, through yeah. Malcolm Trust.
1: That's exactly it, I say that. Everyone that um, gets a bike, especially if they've got younger children, um, and yeah, just works on a trade in trade out type scheme. Um, and if, if they don't want to bring it back, I, I'd always say like, i you know someone who has a child approximately the same age and size as your child, feel free to pass it on. So um, just trying to minimise those sort of cost barriers because especially those small bikes are quite expensive for um, how long the child can fit them for. Mm. Yeah.
0: So uh, uh, whether you are able to recycle all the bikes back in through the people in the program and their families or not, there are always going to be a few that are spare and over and above and you've got mm. this event coming up on the 11th of October, tell us about what's planned.
1: We do, yeah um, just just a wee bit of background as well, so the reason that we've got so many stockpiled at the moment is that the young people who want uh, bikes for themselves the deal is usually that you destroy or strip down three bikes or fix up three bikes and that's Uh, an opportunity for you to learn all the skills before you fix up one for yourself. So under that system, we do end up with a surplus. And, uh, yeah, next week we're just providing sort of an open day to come and look through our uh, huge collection of reclaimed bicycles. Um, We've got a whole variety of sizes, mostly uh, for children and young adults, Um, just the way it's worked out most of the adults sized ones uh have gone to the university already. <clears throat> um, but yeah, we, we just want to provide a bit of publicity that uh we're providing second hand bikes um that are good quality and they may be a wee bit scratched up but functionally and in terms of their safety, um that's an awesome opportunity to pick uh, up a bike uh for your young person or your young people and Just kind of the appreciation that it doesn't have to be a brand new product. Um, These reused and recycled products are are still really good.
0: What sort of price range might you expect uh, on those bikes that are available on the 11th?
1: I would say, um, like, I don't want anyone walking away without a bike if price is a barrier. Um, But all the money that we're getting goes back into making sure the project can keep running and um just cover the ongoing costs. Um I mean anything between what well, uh output of twenty dollars um, would be fantastic. I'm, I wouldn't put a price tag of more than a hundred dollars on any of the bikes.
0: It's amazing um, when you consider how much these bikes cost off the shelf.
1: Mm, yeah. Oh, definitely.
0: And all the great work that's gone in to bring them up to spec. You know that yeah. each and every bike has been looked over carefully, worked on carefully, totally. is safe to use. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's Tuesday of next week, correct, Alex? Uh, correct. And they'll find yeah. you at 45 Marty Road, the Malcolm Trust there. It's yep. the school holidays, so that'll be a good time to take the kids along. I'm sure they would be excited at the opportunity to perhaps pick up one of these bicycles. 10 o'clock yeah. till 4 o'clock, um, it's just an amazing program. It's been so interesting to hear about it. If people want to find out more about what you're doing, where's the best place to go?
1: Um, probably our social media. I've got a Facebook page, Malcam Trust. Um, or, uh, yeah, just feel free to give us a call. Um, our phone number is pretty easily found online.
0: Brilliant stuff. Alex Gorry, a youth worker with Malcam Charitable Trust, uh, talking about the bike upcycling program that is, uh, uh, while well, serving a whole lot of purposes in the community, and you've got your opportunity to uh, to um, reap the benefits of all the great work that Alex and all these young people have been putting into these bikes. So that's Tuesday of next week, 45 Marty Road, uh, and your opportunity between 10 o'clock and 4 o'clock to check out these bikes on offer. Alex, thanks so much for awesome. joining us. Kia ora.
1: Yeah, no worries. Kia ora. Thank you.